Peace, family, and thank you for tuning in to Understanding the Nursing Game podcast. Many people are looking for financial help while in college. I would love to present the Thelma Lee McKenzie Nursing Scholarship. It was designed for nursing students at the University of South Alabama. You must have a 3.0 GPA and have graduated from a high school within Washington or Clark County in the state of Alabama. If anybody have any more questions about this scholarship, please call Rebecca Baker at back again on another episode of Understanding the Nursing Game. This is uh, Barry Coleman, uh, Miss Shawana. She won't be with me today, but she still is one of the co-hosts, believe it or not. I tell you what, I, I'm going to be happy when she get back. I'm, I, I kind of miss her. I don't have nobody to feed off of. I just have to do my own thing, but it's all right. I'm going to hold it down until she come back. Yes, today we have a very special guest in. But uh, before we get to the guests, I'm going to go ahead and read the quote of the day. All right. The quote is, your crown has been bought and paid for. Put it on your head and wear it. I'm going to say it again. Your crown has been bought and paid for. Put it on your head and wear it. That's Ms. Maya Angelo. And basically what she's saying is, your crown is bought with your experiences in life. That will make you so unique. When you come out of your mother's womb, you've been shaped all the way through. And then once you get older in life, life experience to come along, and guess what? Due to your experiences, you're going to have different outlooks. So once you gain those outlooks and you know how to maneuver in this world, don't be ashamed to put your crown on and be special and unique. That's how you was created. And so your uniqueness is going to be able to attract other people. They say in one of the books I read, your gift will make room for you and put you in front of great, great people. So, hey, if you're ashamed to show off your gift, guess what? You won't be able to attract other people because, you, because you're not living in your, in your design role in life, your design purpose. And so when you, once you become older and you become mature, do not be afraid to be who you really are because at the end of the day, all you got is one life and you just go through it just, you know, not living your purpose. You'll, you'll become older in life, you'll, you'll probably regret. And with all that being said, we're going to go ahead and introduce Miss uh, Miss Kanithia Evans. I'm going to go ahead and tell y'all the truth. I was just on social media. I'm still learning the social media game. I really don't care much about it, but I, I do uh, dibble and dabble on now. And I said, hey, if anybody wants to share their story, hit me up. And this young lady, she was the first one to hit me up. So I'm very interested in hearing her story, seeing what I can get out of it. Because, I mean, she, she's a, a black young lady. And then not only that, she, that's a nurse and uh, achieve great things. She has her own business. And I'm just going to be honest, in the black community, you don't see a lot of people that's willing to bid on themselves like that. So I just want to go ahead and uh, give you your flowers now, Miss Evans. Um, I'm proud of you. I, I I really haven't met you that long, but um, 
I'm proud of you. I want you to keep going in spite of. Them. So uh, with Thank that being you. said, that being said, how you doing today, Miss Evans? I'm doing good. I can't complain. Thank you for asking. All right. All right. Well, hey, we're going to start it off. I started off the same way every time. Tell everybody where you're from. I am from Houston, Texas. I come straight out of A-Leaf. <laughs> okay. All right, then. Houston, Texas. I actually had a homeboy that I used to work uh, work with. He was a pharmacist. I used to work as a pharmacy tech. He went to Texas Southern. He always used to tell me about Houston, man. He from New Orleans. He loved Houston. He said, man. It is a great place. <laughs> yeah. He said, it's a big place and everything. Mm-hmm. He said he used to go out there and um, he used to drink that uh, purple stuff and all that kind of stuff back in the day. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yes. Houston. Okay, then. So uh, tell me what kind of degree you got. So um, I have a master's degree in nursing education from Lamar University in Beaumont, Texas. Okay. All right, then. All right. So what's your current job right now led you to your business? My current job is a managed care nurse with a major insurance company. But what led me to my business was different experiences that I was going through, um, both in in the hospital as a nurse and outside of the hospital. Okay. All right. Now, before we get to your business, I want to hear about this insurance job you got. Go ahead and, and tell me a little bit about that. Cause I, I really didn't know it was nurses with the insurance company. So I am what you could call a case manager, but actually I work with physician practices to make sure that they have to the support their needs to make sure that their members get the services they need, like preventative services. So um, I basically work directly with the members and the practices, and I work from home. I've been working from home for two years now. Okay. All right, then. So you started working from home before the pandemic? Yes. Okay. All right. So how does uh, working from home work with your uh, your home, your uh, your family life? It, it's amazing. I do still work my eight to nine hour days. I am salaried. So sometimes it may uh, encompass some work outside of it, but it's very rare. But as far as work-life balance goes, um, I have opportunities to actually be a part of my family. I do miss the 12-hour days sometimes or nights even, but I enjoy spending time with my family for sure. Okay. I don't miss anything anymore. (laughs) Mm, That's a beautiful thing. Now, I'm assuming when you... You have to do stuff through the phone or through the laptop. Exactly how do you help people um, with their services? So I'll do outreach to members or members or outreach to me, or I'll get with the practice, um, like the practice manager at the doctor's offices and see where they want us to focus. And I'll outreach to the members or different resources for them to make sure that their appointments are made or to ensure that if they have any questions, their questions are answered. So a lot of it, um, especially at the beginning of the year, is interacting with the practice to make sure we still have the same goals in mind for the year and for the members. And then they kind of guide where I sit. Um, Before the pandemic, I was able to go out to the practices and actually work in their systems to make sure that those members were being taken care of with their preventative services. But since the pandemic happened, I'm at home 100% now. And the, it's projected that I'll continue to be at home, which I'm okay with. Okay, then. 
Well, uh, I was asking that because uh, I wanted to dive more into it because number one, a lot of people that go to nursing school don't really know about that that uh, avenue of nursing. That's one. And then not on that, a lot of nurses are females, have babies. And so, you know, you might want to transition from the 12 hours, being away from your one-year-old, two-year-old, things of that nature, you might want to be at home a lot more. With that being said, I'm sure that you probably won't be going back to the hospital. <laughs> the only time I go back to the hospital is if I'm doing it like an adjunct professor role. I do do that from time to time at local um, colleges and universities, but that's, that's about it for me. Unless my current role asked me to go to the hospital. That's about it for me. <laughs> okay. Okay. So you actually got two jobs and a business. Yes. Mm, okay. All right, then. All right. Now, where did you start your uh, your nursing career at? What hospital, if you can? All right. <laughs> so I started my nursing career here at a local hospital. I started on a med search floor. Can I tell you how I got that job? Oh, yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm going to get that, too. Go ahead. Go ahead. It's your flow. Okay. So at the local hospital where I was at, after I finished nursing school, which was very stressful, if you're stressed out, hang in there, just keep going. I went and sat in the HR department. I just said one day, okay, I'm going to drop my children off. I had two small children at the time. I'm going to drop my children off, and I'm going to go sit in HR. I'm going to ask to see, you know, ask to speak with the recruiter, the nursing recruiter. But if I don't get her, I'm just going to sit there and wait. And that's what I did. So <laughs> I sat there and I waited and I saw the recruiter come in and out. I had already Googled who she was so I could kind of ask for the right person. But um, the lady at the desk told me that she wasn't available, of course. And I would have, you know, she could have her follow up with me, which didn't, you know, nothing happened. So I just sat there. And finally, the recruiter came out. It might have been, I had sat there from eight something in the morning, maybe, until after 1 p.m. And she finally asked me what I was there for. And I told her, I said, I'm a, I just finished nursing school and I do not have a job and I'm trying to get a job. So she pulled me back and um, started talking to me and kind of soft interviewing me. And she asked me, had you filled out any applications? I filled out a ton of applications. I didn't get any response. So. By the end of that conversation, she she had given me all of the tools necessary to have a great interview, like what they would ask me, what we would be focusing on. And she had already scheduled me for an interview with the unit. So within the next two weeks, I had a job on a med-surg unit. I know a lot of people have their respective place that they would like to go, but starting there, like, opened the door for me. You know, some people say, I want to be an ICU nurse only. Or I want to be an OB nurse only. I just wanted to be a nurse. <laughs> mm -hmm. And so it opened up um, a lot of doors for me um, starting in med-surg. I did it for two and a half years. Okay. All right, then. All right. Now, I'm, I'm going to go backwards for you. Now, you said something along the line of um, if you still in nursing school, you know, keep going. Pretty much you're trying to give them some rares of education. What were some of your struggles in nursing school? So when I started nursing school, which was in, I had already done my prereqs. I actually started the program in 2009. I had just been laid off. That was when the stock market crashed. Everything was going on at that time. I was working at Chevron as a 
like a research document research or something through a company that works directly with Chevron. And I had a great job making decent money and then bam, y'all's project is gonna end. And I'm sitting here like, oh shit, you know, what's next? Right. <laughs> and I had already applied for nursing school and I ended up getting accepted. So when I went to nursing school, it was extremely stressful because I had the idea, and this is what I see with a lot of my students that I teach uh, adjunct. I'm so stressed out because with nursing, if you don't pass, you start over or you have to wait a year. Like that's how it is here in Texas. Yes, <laughs> you if you don't pass, unless you get really, really lucky somewhere, you have to start all over possibly, or you have to wait a year until like a probation year until you can get back in the program because they have so many people waiting. So I, I walked around every day with the stress of knowing that if I did not do good, like I would be letting my kids down. I would be letting myself down. So I was always stressed out. I was, during nursing school, I don't speak this on myself, but I'm going to say it now. I was broke. I remember one day, <laughs> I have a couple stories, but um, I remember one one day, one of my professors, when I first started, she came and she walked up to me and she said, how are you going to make it in this program? This, this is a tough program. And I heard you have two small kids. So how are you going to make it? So mm -hmm. I felt like she was a negative Nancy. But, you know, at the end of the day, you can tell me I ain't going to make it. If I try and I don't make it, that's all that matters is that I try. But she came out the gate and told me, this ain't going to be easy. I don't know how you're going to do this. So I say that to encourage others, to, whatever you have going on, still pursue your dream. There were days, I, I almost totaled my car one day going for skills. You know, the big pillars, like the light poles in the parking lot? Yeah. I was parking and I looked down to get some and I was already sleepy because I had been studying all night. But I had a skills check off at like 7 a.m. Mm. So I had to go from my house in A-Leaf <laughs> to the medical center to do my check off for school. And I looked down to reach for something or something. And I wasn't, I was just out of there. I was sleepy. Right. And I looked up and I was literally running into a light pole. The whole front end of my Impala was towed up. <laughs> I had to get out, park my car, get out of my car and go up to the nursing school and still do that checkoff. Another one, let's see. Another one, another one. Oh, I remember I only had $2.50 and I had to go to school. One of my um, classmates had an uh, easy tag. I didn't even know what it was at that time. She had an easy tag. So I said, okay, if we meet up, you can drive because she has the easy tag. And I have $2.50 and we got food from McDonald's that day. Ooh. Like that, I didn't have no money. It, it was so sad. <laughs> um, but I was just happy. <laughs> I was happy to be to be going to school but yeah it was tough that's good that's good hey since you to share one of your stories i'm gonna share one of mine so you ready okay yes sir i was so broke i used to work at walmart in the pharmacy department i was a pharmacy tech i remember one day this like uh, i was going to uh, summer 2012 but you know um i was working but you know i ain't have no a whole lot of money i made like ten dollars an hour that was nothing trash mm -hmm. and um i had uh, my gas needle was gas light had just came on. I get paid on Friday, man. It was Wednesday. I had uh <laughs> my gas light was on. I had uh 
three dollars to my name. I went to the gas station. I said, man, I got to put something in my gas tank. I said, I went up there. All I had was a dollar in my pocket. I went up there. I went on the inside. I had to give him that dollar. I gave him, hey, man, I'm going to get a dollar on pump six. <laughs> hey, that man looked at me. He said, where you going? <laughs> I said, hey, I don't know where I'm going, but I'm going to put this one dollar in my gas tank. Man, I just always remember that. Just see, seeing that one dollar on that, on that uh, gas, on that um, meter. And I was like, man, one day I'm going to be able to afford to put a whole tank of gas in my car. Man, it's just, uh, it just one of them situations, man. You just, our nursing school is, it, it tries you spiritually, uh, physically, emotionally, every facet. It always, it always challenges you. But uh, I want to know, since you went through all of that and while you were getting your bachelor's, what made you want to go back and get your master's? I started in my associate. That was my. Oh, that was your social. My bad. My bad. That's right. I didn't specify, but I started with my associate, and then after that, I started working, and I got my bachelor's and my master's. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So, what what made you want to get your master's? That's what I want to know. I knew that I was gonna have to have more than just my associate's degree to reach my goals. So I went ahead and did my bachelor's degree because I know that would qualify me for roles at different facilities as well as management roles, leadership roles, and things like that. But I did my master's as soon as I finished my bachelor's. I graduated in August 2015 with my bachelor's in September of 2015. I was starting to work on my master's degree. Um, because I knew I loved to teach others. I had precepted on the units that I was working on. So I knew that I wanted to to help others learn what I knew. So that's why I did my master's in nursing education. Okay. Okay. So that's what I was trying to figure out the why of you getting your, your master's. Basically, you want to help those because you struggle through nursing school. You want to be in a position where you can reach a lot of people and have an influence on them. That's that's beautiful. That's a beautiful Absolutely. thing. Because uh, I'm kind of kind of on that same little journey with you. You know, well, well, I'm just trying to uh, help people along their journey get from point A to point B. So mm-hmm. uh, I, I commend you on that. But now Thank I want I want to get to your business. I go ahead and tell me about your business. All right. <laughs> Let me make an announcement about my business. The um, yeah. name of my business is Elite Pro Medical Training. I'm based in Houston, but I do travel depending on the circumstances. We also offer mobile services. On Instagram, I am at Save Lives with an S with confidence. Save Lives with confidence because that's what I'm going to teach you how to do. Services that I offer, I offer BLS training or basic life support. I offer uh, friends and family CPR. I offer heart saver and um, first aid courses. And starting in August, I will also offer ACLS or advanced cardiac life support. And then also PALS, the pediatric um, advanced life support. So those are the services that I offer. I'm also doing the bridge program with the American Heart Association. I mean, not American Heart Association, the American Red Cross so that um, I can offer services to people who need certifications through the American Red Cross. So please, please, please check me out. Again, save lives with confidence. 
on Instagram. Um, and then my website is coming soon. It's going to be savelieswithconfidence.com. So you will remember that because you're going to continue to hear it. Um, <laughs> I also offer um, CPR products like the mask keychain. I have a hard shell CPR uh, one-way valve mask. I have compression socks, I have pin lights. So everything you need to get started and continue your journey saving lives, I have it. Okay, all right, all right. Can I give you some advice? Mm-hmm. I would say your biggest market would or should be nursing students. Yes. I, I, that's, that's the first thing that came to my mind. And the reason why I say that is because a youthless movement is a useless movement. Meaning mm-hmm. if you can if you can get the young folks on your side, it's just a matter of time, buddy. Cause those young folks, they're gonna grow up one day. Mm-hmm. And when they get older, they guess what? They're gonna spread the word. They're gonna spread the word when they're young, but when they get older, they're gonna be in position of power. The same student when when they was younger and as a uh as a nursing student, once they get older, they might be the manager. And somebody might come to them, hey, you know, where you where you went for your, uh, where do you go for your BLS? And they're able to make an um, opinion, you know, give a, give a recommendation. So um, I would tell you, try to market it, uh, get to know some folks in, um, in the nursing school. I know at my school, it was like the, um, man, they had some woman that was like over like the class scheduling and stuff like that. And a clinical she, coordinator. Yeah, clinical coordinator, some some along that line to where she will be the one, you know, if, hey, if you need to go and get renew your CPR card or uh, your CPR, um, your BLS, you you can go to such suit. And, you know, I don't know what you got to do. You know, you might have to take her out to dinner or, you know, take some, you know, whatever the case is. You know, I, I, would, I would find those people out. And I would okay. try to, I would try to, uh, you know, get them on, get them on your side, so to speak. And, you know, you might have to do some way. If you get, you tell me, you know, as amount of your students come here, you know, you might get a little, you know, get some in return. I don't know. I don't know nothing. You know, I'm just a little country boy from Alabama. I don't know how stuff go, but, um, you know, I, I would recommend that right there to you. Okay. But, uh, I'm definitely taking notes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I tell you what, um, uh, so uh, your business now mm-hmm. what made you want to start your own business up? so um I was always I don't know why either I was always in charge or I was always present when a code happened <laughs> and <laughs> in the back of my mind you know when I thought about because I knew that I did not I do not want to be under someone else's financial control for the mm-hmm. rest of my life Some people are okay with that, but I knew for myself that I wanted to have some control over my finances because I'm sure that a lot of people that are going to listen to this have had that time where somebody got a zero wrong on their check or somebody got their days mixed up or they didn't put their PTO. Something happened that just threw everything off and you just sitting there like, damn, I got to wait for this. I got to rob Peter to pay Paul. I want to have control within my finances because the opportunities that we have, our ancestors didn't have. So what can I do with my platform to do better? I kept putting it off. I knew I wanted to be a CPR instructor. I love doing it. I love to teach, period. 
so I kept putting it off, kept putting it off. When I first started my job with the insurance company that I'm with now, which was about two years ago, maybe today or tomorrow, two years ago, this happened. I was at a major restaurant um, in the Galleria area, a major, major restaurant. Everybody knows where it is if you know where the gallery is in Houston. And I heard people screaming and somebody comes around the corner and that one of the staff members and she's frantic like, is anybody a nurse or a doctor? Does anybody know CPR? Mind you, this restaurant is packed. So I had my shoes on, I take off my shoes, I run over there. She said, a lady's not breathing, we need help. I go over there, they have the lady on a uh, bench, like with on a cushion bench. Mm-hmm. And they're trying to dig stuff out of her mouth, do CPR, figure out just a lot of commotion. So I let them know. I said, okay, I told them my name. My name is Kenethia, and I'm going to help you all out. We need to clear the area because there are too many people in the way. There was glass on the ground, all kind of stuff. I said, and we need to move her to a flat surface. This is a cushion surface. So nothing that we're going to do is going to promote blood flow and oxygenation to her brain and vital organs. And there was a lady there. She's like, no, I'm certified. You can't put her on the floor. Put her. I said, ma'am, just trust what I'm saying. We need to work together to make her, you know, to pull her to the floor, get her to the floor. It's 50 million people, not really, but literally <laughs> standing here it's enough of us to put her right down to the floor off of this cushion bench. So we went ahead and did, did that and I started compressions. But that situation forced me because I was like, okay, it, every time I'm, I'm resuscitating somebody, it's becoming closer and closer. It's getting closer and closer. I don't want to be put in a situation where it's very, very close. Let me do what I've been led to do, what I feel on my heart. Let me stop letting other people tell me that I don't need to do it and not follow my dreams. One thing my dad always tells me is that no matter what you do, make sure you move in a way that you're following your dreams because you have a reason for being here. Sure do. So everybody's not going to understand why you're doing what you're doing, but it's okay for you to do it. As long as you, I always tell my children, as long as you're not hurting anyone else or yourself, you know, take steps to better yourself. Now, if you're hurting people, I don't agree with, but take steps to better yourself. So that's what led to my business. It's literally been a baby that has been been in the womb, per se. <laughs> and um, I'm finally giving birth to that that idea and my vision now. And that's where I am. That's good, man. I'm glad you had a daddy that uh, sounded like he put some confidence in you. You know, yes. um, Father's Day is uh, right around the corner. It's tomorrow, I think. Yes. Yeah. And so uh, you, you, I don't know if he's alive or not, but you should thank him, you know, wherever he is, you know, because um, a lot of a lot of kids don't get that get that that privilege of having someone to help encourage them to follow their dreams. So mm-hmm. uh, now tell me about the uh, the cause of your of your, uh, of your classes. You know, I know it's some some type of um, cause that come along with it. Or do you do it for free? Um, so I do offer the friends and family um, CPR training for free from time to time. Um, if you check out Save Lives with Confidence on Instagram, I do do promos from time to time. For the BLS class, it's 45 for the class, which is lower than the competitor, and then $20 extra for your book. So it's 65 total for that class, and it does get you your AHA certification for a basic life support. 
And it also gets you your um, e-card. And I also throw in a product of choice once you've completed the class. So you might get a TPR mask keychain. You may get a pen light. There's always something included. And then for my Heart Saver course, it is $95 that includes the book. And that will get you your certification through the American Heart Association. The first aid, I do usually for $15 to $20. But if you do Heart Saver, first aid comes with it. That also includes any materials. And then the friends and family is $15 and it includes your book. Now, um, I do offer group rates. So if anyone would like to book or find out about that, my site will be up soon, but my contact number to find out any information is 346-988-7798. And I'll be happy to speak with you and collaborate to make sure that you learn how to save lives with confidence. Okay. All right, then. So um, when it comes to um, you and the business, what are some of the challenges that you have had to overcome. I know uh, I'm pretty much starting up my own little podcast. I got like um, I got my own little scholarship, and I'm I'm really promoting it. And I know I ran into hurdles. So, what are some of the hurdles that you have ran into and overcame? Because you know a lot of people, a lot of people, they're here just the hurdles, and they're like, man, I don't want I don't want to start on my dream because of the hurdle. I want you to tell the hurdle. And tell how you overcame it so that they have a solution to their problem. Go ahead. All right. So my big biggest hurdle, and this will sound different from what everybody else says, because we usually think about exterior factors, like what's outside that's causing mm-hmm. problems inside. My biggest hurdle was myself because I knew what my vision was. I knew what was within me, what was instilled in me and what, you know, what stayed on my mind and stayed on my heart. But I was not, I was afraid to step out. Two years ago, I would have never done any type of interview with anybody. Two years ago, I probably wouldn't have posted anything on social media, but I had to learn to that even if no one else believed in what I was doing, I believe in what I'm doing. So I'm not looking to 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 draw in what what's happening on the outside. Let me make sure the inside is correct, and then that'll that'll have a larger effect on the outside. So I had to get out of my ways of my comfort zone. If you're gonna do it, you gonna do it. So it's like if you get on the pot, you know, or go on about your business. <laughs> you know, my my grandmother would have put a few curse words in there. <laughs> I, I couldn't continue to strangle my potential. Mm. So that was the reason for me um, pushing forward. Now, some some of my um, barriers or hurdles was definitely learning how to sacrifice for what I want. So less on the flat fast food. It's a McDonald's, whatever. You know, I don't like McDonald's like that, but it's fast food everywhere. Everybody wants you to go everywhere. Maybe go once a month instead of four times a month with your friends. Stop going places unnecessarily. Find out avenues because there's a lot of, there are a lot of opportunities out there if you just invest time in educating yourself, you learn more. So another hurdle for me was the financial part because social media makes us think that today I have a dream and tomorrow is accomplished. No, this is a marathon, literally. Yes. 
each each day there's something new each day there's a new hurdle you're gonna have to buy products you gotta pay for your llc you're gonna need some um some different editing you're gonna need somebody to do your website but if you if you stop looking at the mountain in front of you and just dig at the hole you know put away some of the things you don't need to spend on and and put your finances where they should be both of my parents also told me if you the only way you'll know is if you try so if you're gonna do something do it because I had told told them at one point I was like I don't know and my mom told me she said girl so what you gonna do you gonna go backwards now you're not gonna do it well I mean what's gonna happen just do one thing at a time and do what you need to do and my dad (laughs) my daddy said look I know you ain't drawn up no paperwork for no LLC and then you're not going to file. So, so what are you going to do? You're you going to do it or you're not going to do it? See, because you don't want to eat in my daddy's old school. See, because you don't want to waste nobody's time and you don't want to waste your time. So you're going to do it or you're not going to do it? Because if you're thinking about doing it, it's something in you that has already made a way for you to do it. So um, I went and looked for my own vendors. I went and looked. Uh, I created my own brand colors through Canva. I just hired a website designer because I was trying to DIY. Some people are good at that stuff. Me, it's not my thing. <laughs> you know, trying to trying to create because I know there's a method to to creating a website a certain way to attract people. So you know, there are some things I just have to stop spending on nonsense. And start focusing on my goals. That's good. I, I, I'm be honest with you. I grew up in a culture where a lot of black women do not take that that uh, leap of faith. And man, I, I'm I'm just happy for you. I, just to hear uh, a black woman willing to expose herself, because you just said basically what I just got out of that whole thing was I'm out of my comfort zone. Very. <laughs> hey, I'm out of my comfort zone here trying to chase my dream, trying to live in purpose. And so that, hey, to me, that means the world to me. And I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I was in speech therapy for, as I think I was three, four years old. And I stayed in there for like, until I was in fourth grade. And if somebody back then, when I was going to speech therapy, would have said, I, I would have a platform where I'm talking all the time, they would have never believed it. Hell, I wouldn't have believed. I wouldn't believe the like this time last year. So um, you know, I'm I'm just happy for you just stepping out there and uh, following your dream. Now, when it comes to I'm I'm gonna say this, you know, when you go on social media, I don't I don't be on social media that much. You talk about there's a lot of people that talk about haters. Now, how do you handle people that talk negative? about your business and things of that nature. I, I just would like to know. <laughs> I know, I know um being <laughs> being the skin tone that you are, you you get a lot of resistance, so to speak. So I, I just would like to I just would like to hear it. So it's funny that you bring that up because some of the people closest to me are the ones are, are my my worst critics. Why I don't know. But, you know, over time, see, it makes me emotional. Y'all going to get a tear out of me today on this this podcast. But uh, it makes me emotional because the people that profess to love you the most are the ones who want you to accomplish the least. 
So that has been a huge issue for me. See, you feeling what I'm saying because you experienced it. <laughs> hey, I sure did. That's right. Um, I ain't saying nothing. Go ahead. But when I think about things, I, I um, absorb myself in, in positive affirmations. I absorb myself. I speak existence into my, gene, my dreams, into my children. Like I'm, I'm continuously just thanking and, and being grateful and being gracious of what I have. Because I know that if I don't, I will begin to lose this battle that I am a part of. Because it's not my battle. It's a battle way greater than me. But how do I handle it? I continue to move forward because I read a quote that said that just because your vision, everybody is not meant to understand what your vision is. Some people put the toilet roll where the toilet tissue goes backwards. Some people put it on forward. That it's not meant for everyone to understand your why and what your purpose is. So if you don't understand it, it's fine. If I fall on my face, at least I try because there are some people who don't even take the first step because of fear. So I've already defeated my fears. I just have to continue to live through. Um, but everybody ain't going to understand why you do what you do. Everybody ain't going to see the best in you. But it's, it's a higher being, no matter who you believe in, that sees the best in you. So everybody not going to feel you when you say, I want to, you know, I want to lash store. I want to make t-shirts. Everybody won't understand that. But your purpose is what makes the world go round. So that's what I have to remind myself. There are other CPR instructors. You're not going to see me putting no negativity on my page because I'm not coming for social media beef. I'm coming to help people save lives when they don't know what to do. So that that's my movement. Like let let's do let's do what work for each other and respect each other's place. But um I'm not I, I don't do the negativity. I if it's somebody near me, I let them know I, I notice it. But to sit up and wallow in it is not happening. It only motivates me to go harder. Let me see if I could create a new business card. Let me see if mm -hmm. I got some camp. Let me see what I can. Let me make a post on Canva to post for next week. Let me put content up. Let me let me stay active in what I'm doing because you don't have to understand. I got you. I understand completely. I, I'm going to go ahead and try to get you out. I told you it's, it's going to be about an hour or so. Okay. I, I'm going to be honest with you. I, I, I have enjoyed it. I, I would like to have you on some more. Um, okay. But, um, one question before we before we start winding down. When you at the hospital and you with your your uh, your students, mm -hmm. what are some things that you can uh, pass along to others, other students, nursing students, um, that can make them successful? I have like some mentees um, that's in the clinical uh, rotation part of the nursing school. So what are some things that you could tell them that can help them with their paperwork or just being ready when it comes to those days being in the hospital? Or what are some things that they can avoid doing while they're in the hospital and they trying to, um, you know, make it through their rotation? Um, things to avoid doing, just general things. Uh, make sure that you're punctual. Uh, make sure that you separate personal life. Um, with business life and nursing school is business life because that's going to be your your business at some point so uh, make sure that if you have something going on in your personal personal life because every student does make sure you're able to focus on the clinical setting because that's 
that's put in place for you to get the hands-on uh, skills that you need, especially during this pandemic that we're easing out of now, per se. A lot of you have not been able to be in a clinical setting, so make the most of your time and, and utilize that time to learn as much as you can because you're already on a time crunch. Um, another thing, uh, learn to conform to the way that your each instructor, clinical instructor teaches. So some of them may have different requirements from other ones. That is okay. Just go ahead and adjust and be flexible with that instructor because they're not your last instructor. They're not your worst instructor or your best one. They're your current instructor. So um, enjoy that because that reduces anxiety also. Um, I know a lot of my students have a lot, a lot of anxiety when they come to clinical, especially on the first day. But learn your instructor and what they expect and just ride with it because you have however many weeks that time has you in that clinical to adjust and pass that clinical. Positive things that you can do, um, take a deep breath and communicate with your instructor. Don't worry about what anyone else says about them whether it be good or bad, just learn them on your own. Be in uniform, bring all of your supplies. <laughs> be, be prepared the night before. Don't come to clinical without your stethoscope. <laughs> um, but just kind of try to prepare yourself. And I know sometimes your, your nursing student, I mean, your um, schoolwork runs into your clinical time. Take out 10 minutes and prepare your backpack for the next day's clinical or something like that. Yeah. So just try to adjust and be be prepared and be ready so that you don't have to, if you're already ready, you won't have to get ready at the last moment. I got you. I got you. So, um, hey, okay. Last question before I give you the quit here. Okay. If I was, if I came to Miss uh, Ms. Kanitia and said, hey, I'm thinking about doing nursing. What's one thing that you would tell me to do? If I can do it, anybody can do it. Mm. And I'm not talking about the I can do it today. I'm talking about the me back in 2009. If I could do it at my, I felt it was my lowest moments, especially being laid off and on unemployment and all of that. Don't let anything you see in front of you stop you from following your dream because a lot of what you see in front of you is illusion. I got you. And there were words of wisdom right there. I, I like the dumb. Okay. Well, hey. I'm gonna go ahead and uh, try to end this uh, this uh, interview. All right, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I I got some questions for you though. I I I, I want to know. Okay. When you uh when you out and about, you going to the grocery store. What's some music that you listen to when you when you out and about and you just riding in your car? You like Pimp C? Sometimes it just depends. Um, definitely. Definitely on holiday weekends and things like that, I listen to Outkast. I listen to Pimp C every once in a while. I like Moneybag, yo. Moneybag, <laughs> so I, I like Moneybag, yo. I have I have my my greatest of all of that. The Isley Brothers, definitely the Isley Brothers. Stevie Wonder, when I'm chilling at home. Grocery store, right now for me, is going to be um, probably her since her album came out yesterday. Her okay. or her, Giveon, Janae Aiko, Summer Walker. Okay. All right. All I'll right. The best out of those. Um, rap, rap game wise, Lil Baby. Lil Baby. Okay. Yes. All right. All right. So, um, 
what are some activities that you did for fun during COVID? I'll bet yet. What's the best thing that came out of COVID for you? Um, the best thing that came out of COVID for me was getting to know, <laughs> and this 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 will kind of be weird, but just really um, getting to know my children because mm -hmm. in in life, you know, we say, "Oh, I'm a parent. I'm a parent. I'm a parent." Yes, you are a parent. Nobody is taking that away from you, but when you can just, when you're stuck in a place where you have to sit and listen to what's going on around you and be active in what's going on around you because everything on TV is COVID this, COVID that, and you want to prevent depression and all of that in your household, you learn about your children and you also learn what they view in you. So I was able to really bond with my kids and, and just um, appreciate life. Okay. Okay, then. Do you watch a lot of movies? Yes, I do. You do? Hey, yes. well, tell, me, tell me your uh, your top two uh, actors. My top two actors, um, Samuel L. Jackson and probably Keanu Reeves. You like Keanu Reeves? Okay. Yeah, right. I like Michael B. Jordan too, but anything, I always feel like if Samuel L. Jackson is in it, it's going to be good. <laughs> More times than not. You right. You right. Hey. I'm going to ask you, what you think about Denzel? I like Denzel Washington. I, he's more of a serious actor to me, but I feel like he adjusts in all of his roles. He more of a serious, I can see that. I can see that. He take more serious roles and he very, I, I got that. Okay. Samuel, he more of the, um, I think it's how he started off. And I think when he did, uh, he played Gator and yeah. I uh, do the right thing. It kind of like crossed the mold to where he could play the the funny type mm -hmm. on the edge type character. I got you. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. All right. Hey, that's fair. God, I ain't going to lie. I'm a Denzel fan, so I, I be hoping people say Denzel, but go ahead. I ain't, yeah, ain't going to be like that. He's on my top five. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Name one thing that you would tell your younger self. It's okay. Or it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. I read a book by, it's a book that Janae Aika recommended on her book list. Um, let me tell you the name of it. Yeah, I don't please do. Somebody need to know this. Let me tell you. Let's see if my Kindle, no, it's not going to come up. It's okay. I'm trying to wait for it to come. Let's see the official trailer. Okay. As soon as my Kindle loads, I'll um, tell you the name of the book. I'm waiting for it to load. But um, in the book, it tells you to, you're going to um, sit down in a quiet place and relax a little bit and or relax a whole lot, like you're meditating. And you're going to close your eyes and you're going to envision your five-year-old self mm. and, and let your five-year-old self know that it's going to be okay. Any anxiety or fears that your five-year-old self had, um, you, you're going to put that all to ease in order to bring your spirit to um a present space so that you're not living in the past okay all right all right because a lot of things that we don't want to do is because of our fear of things that have been instilled in us mm. my kindle is opening now okay it's called fear and it says um essential wisdom for getting um through the storm and it's by thick not harm okay all right okay then well hey miss evans um I got one last question for you. I feel yes, like it's like a command. Name one nurse that you would say should be on our show. And if you you name them, you got to help us get them. 
a nurse's face, a living nurse? Yeah, I mean a nurse, a nurse that uh that should be on our show. A nurse that should be on your show. I'm gonna nominate my old friend Nakia. 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 Yes. Um Nakia um trained me when I first started my first job. And I think I still carry a lot of her positive energy. Um she's a she's a um a poet now, but she she just she just had that that personality where you could face anything and I appreciate her for that. So I will let her know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let her know. And then uh just pass my information over to her. Okay. Then, uh, I I would love to interview her. Uh, I'm be honest with you, I have learned a lot from you. Um I'm gonna be honest, I'm I'm just proud of you. I, hey, regardless of whatever happened, I'm proud of you for just taking that leap of faith. I don't really meet a lot of black women that own their own business, so to speak. And with me doing this podcast stuff, um, I have ran into uh challenges. And so I could just only imagine having a business and the level of exposure that you're that you uh, allow yourself to be exposed to, you know, and just um, trying to help people. Uh, you know, you can you can have a, a laundry list of resources, but people won't even tap into them, so to speak, you know. And so um, I can just understand your position a lot more due to this uh, this podcast. So I just want to tell you, uh, thank you for being on and uh, thank you for reaching out to me. And uh, it's been it's been fun. Uh, I'm gonna be honest with y'all. I, I wouldn't mind having you on. I'm gonna find a situation where we can we can get on, and I and I'm interviewing somebody else, and then okay. you know you can um uh, give your little spiel, and and we just go for now. But, okay. Um, I'm I'm gonna tell you this. Hey, I appreciate you, and um uh, for everybody that's tuning in, uh, I want you to share with your friends and share with your loved ones. Hey, you've been locked into another episode. Of, understand the nursing game.